Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked on Race podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. All right, Ulysses, we took a little bit of a sabbatical, some time off, but we're back in the saddle here. And usually we do a mailbag Wednesday, but today instead we'll do a mailbag Thursday. And we have some great questions as usual. So let's go ahead and dive right into them. This first one from uh, dedicated OG listener, Ty McCann, he says, or he asked us, uh, what is something you haven't seen a player or the team do yet this season that you want to see before the season ends for the Rays? I want them to have technological problems so they have different backgrounds than people are used to. Uh, and that is a joke only for the YouTube people. So if you just want to really get into the joke there, head over to YouTube subscribe like this video and then you'll get it uh what do what haven't they done that i want them to do by the way great question ty yeah a, ty's play, just, a player or a team ty just i i'm i'm pretty sure ty has like a google sheets or a google yeah. drive filled of all these questions this is fantastic ty i would have to say you know i was listening to um dave and andy on wednesday's night when wednesday night's game and they were going over the records April, May, June, July, and August is their best one. I believe they were 17 and nine before Wednesday's affair. So what do I want them to do that I haven't seen them go off? I would say double digit win streak. That's, that's, that's it. That, and I know it's, but I, that's it. I don't mean like that's easy because it's not, they've had two, six win uh, game streaks this season, mm-hmm. but I want the win streak to be so gaudy or at least gaudy enough that the national media has to say it. Nobody's going to no, nobody in New York is like, Oh man, the Rays are uh, before we talk about the Yankees, I got to tell you the Rays are a six game winning streak. Like that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Now in New York, if the Rays go 10 in a row, that might catch their attention. That might get, get, get attention in LA. So that's what I would want. Ty. I want the winning streak to be so at least gaudy enough and by Gaudy, I think double digits merit that. Again, that's a lofty want, isn't it? Oh, and I also yeah. won, you know, a million dollars. But, you know, you're asking me, I'm telling you, double digit win streak. Especially as uh, we enter a very rough September stretch. At least uh, that's what the experts say for the Rays. And that's what uh, the schedule says as well. I really had difficulty narrowing it down to one thing. So Ulysses, I need your help. I need your assistance on uh, which direction I should go or which out of these handful of things that I guess you would next most like to see. One, and I can't... I, I don't know for sure or for a fact if some of these have or haven't happened, but I'll run through them regardless. Uh, the Rays go a series, two-game series, three-game series, four-game series, without some sort of base-running gaffe that makes your head spin as a fan. Like, has that happened? 
I think lately, maybe a couple games. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So that, that would be, I mean, if you can go like a stretch, like a good three, four game stretch without that happen, that would Fair. be ideal. Um, raise pitchers or pitcher, no hitter, combined no hitter. That would be fun before that the season be ends. Uh, raise player hit for the cycle. That's yet to happen this year, I believe. I feel like I would have Correct. heard about that. Siri um, was pretty close. Siri was pretty close. That guy is so fun to watch. He he's is so fun, man. He's fun and a freak in terms of his athleticism and skill set. I'm just saying, and again, maybe it's recency bias based on what he did in game one against the Marlins, but you put out a performance like that and the personality and pizzazz that he brings to the game in addition to his skill set. Uh, I don't think the Rays, th- there's a reason that they traded Seth Johnson for this guy. And I think that uh, it might mark the end of Kevin Kiermaier in a raise uniform. Regardless, uh, I'll continue. Um, the other thing that, uh, well, this might be the, the kicker here. Uh, have Wander Franco play in a raise game post all-star break. That's yet to happen, right? Good one. Yeah. Yeah. That, no. that, that, you know, I think that that would give the, the lineup just such a breather too, mm-hmm. because they have done fantastically in August with the offense, the offense, I believe again, listening to Dave and Andy, you are going to learn a lot since August 4th. Like Andy said, grab onto your seats, fellas. And, 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 and ladies, uh, the Rays have scored the most per game in the American League. Mm. Would any Rays fan listening to this podcast have ever known that? Probably it's pretty, not. It's, it, it, it's a pretty good addition of Manny Margot, Francisco Mejia, Harold Ramirez, David Peralta being in the team, Jose Siri turning it on. Yu Chang has not really seen a dip. Taylor Walls has has had better at bats. Mm-hmm. Yandy Diaz has always been hot. So Randy, finally, yeah, exactly. So you 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 see all these people getting getting hot at the right time. So I I, I like those. I I don't know if there's a podium, but I think if there were a podium, okay, Wander Franco being added to that lineup would have to be number one. Perfect. And I think the last time he played in a raised uniform that is, uh, was July 9th. So just before the all-star break against the Cincinnati Reds. Do you think yeah. he's going to get regular season action? Like, is he going to be I back? I think so. I think so. I mean, I don't think, I, I, I think they're going to take it easy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think they're going to take it easy with a couple of people that are going to the IL. We're not right. burying the lead here, folks. Yeah, we will get to that on Friday's episode. We will. Friday's episode. Yeah, we will discuss the that, but I just wanted people to be like, "Why are you not talking about McClanahan and Lau?" We yes. will, we will. Okay, yes, there we, go. we will. This is a it's a mailbag episode. We got to focus on the questions from the listeners. You know, yes. there's there's room for everything here. Uh, yeah. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Uh, well, you'd be wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down. When you're high, you only, you not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you as well. So stop kidding yourself. It's not okay 
to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. All right, uh, Ulysses, this next question we'll get to, if I can pull it up here from, uh, do we have a pronunci- uh, pronunciation check on this gentleman? Uh, I believe it was Virgil. 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 Great name. Virgil Leonard, yeah. W-I-R-T-J-O Leonard. I hope I'm not blowing up his spot there, but we appreciate the email. And it's a great question. He says, hey, fellas, my wife and I have never been to Florida, much less the trop. We are thinking of flying out for a home playoff series if it happens. What are some, quote, must-dos at both the stadium and in the general St. Pete, Tampa area? Ooh, Good question. See, folks, we we we, we do it all here. All right, yeah. where we can be also your your travel uh, guides here. I would have to say, let's focus first on things around the trop, and then get into the trop. Mm-hmm. First of all, Virgo, you and your wife, you need to experience the beach. I mean, you just yeah. have to. So, if it's going to be Saint Saint Pete Beach, if it's going to be Siesta Key, if it's going to be Pasa Grill, those three, yeah. I don't think. Uh, are, are going to let you down at all. If you have no class, you go to Gandy Beach. That's another option as well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're just going to get cultured is what, it's what's right. going to happen. Um, so, yeah, you got you to gotta hit the beaches, right? Then food spots. What are, what are some of your, the, the, the food spots that you, you, you'd recommend, Kevin? Well, around the trop, I would say Dr. Barbecue and Ferg's. Those are really the only two that I can think of off the top of my head that are absolutely within walking distance of. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Barbecue is like right there. So if you want something easy, but that's going to make you have messy lickety fingers, then go to Dr. Barbecue. Now, once you get inside, by the way, the St. Pete downtown area, you're going to fall in love with it. You guys are going to fall in love with it so much that you might say, could Mm -hmm. we stay here? Uh, It's fantastic. Um, Then you go into the trap and you're going to be like, okay, what do we do here? Ballpark and Rec is fun. If you get there a couple hours early, right. you can you can play some big uh, cornhole and uh, beer pong with like trash cans and like dodgeball type of of scenario. So that's nice. There's a bar. So that's yeah. always good. You guys are over 21. So of course, you're going to have some fun there. Um, then should they go to the Budweiser porch and get some cocktail I think drinks. that's recommended. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe hit some loaded potato fries, some beans and barler ice cream. Yeah, nice. if you have a chance, go to one of the, I mean, yeah, you could go with the traditional hot dog, hamburger, uh, pizza, fried chicken. But if I, I would, and it might be a little bit more pricey, but I think it's worth the price is going to one of those specialty food spots. I've been going to that Italian wraps mm. that's on the first base side. I think it's the first base side. I believe so. I think so. Maybe it's yeah. First base. Yeah. Side. Um, it, they're, they're tremendous. They're Italian wraps. I have they got aioli and, and salami and pesto. They've got it all like steak, chicken. Yeah. They are d- delicious. So if you want something odd for a ballpark experience food, you will definitely have your options. Now, he also did mention 
surrounding not just the trop but the saint pete area as a whole as well as possibly venturing into tampa i would imagine if you're making that first trip to florida you might want to try to hit some of the other highlights within the bay area um Mm -hmm. just off i don't spend a lot of time in saint petersburg but just thinking of couple of the highlights maybe if you can swing it go to a rowdy's game uh maybe venture into the dolly museum and i mean i know it's uh not a happy feeling at all but i know that they've i think they've the the largest holocaust museum is in 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 the state is in st petersburg so that's another option as well so i don't know you've been to st pete more than i have so i don't know if there's any other uh, no, those are pretty good. The, uh, there's also the Chihuly Museum in St. Okay. Pete, which is really, really cool. If you like that type of like glass art, that's really awesome. And if you go across the bridge and, and go to Tampa, well, you, you've got Ybor City, which is hopefully right. the future home of uh, of the uh, of the race. So you can hit up a cigar uh, a cigar shop there, see how they actually roll it, handmade yes. cigars, and then just have one in there. That's a pretty cool. Uh, n- thing to do if you're in Tampa is get a, a cigar in a cigar shop where they actually hand make these things. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty exciting. And then obviously seventh and eighth half are yeah. pretty fun to do, uh, you know, in, in, in a Friday or Saturday night setting. That's, that's really yeah. cool. It depends, I guess, what kind of person you are. If you want some crazy wild times, yeah, go at night on Friday or Saturday. But if you're looking for more of the low key walk around vibe, maybe more in the morning, during the yeah. day, I'm sure they've got some artisan and food markets and you can get the hand-rolled cigar. Uh, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to mention any place in particular. Just any one within Ybor City is is worth going to for sure. 100%. You don't need to pick one. Yeah, just just look yeah. at the one that gives you a good vibe and do that. And you also have the Channel District, too. You have downtown. I know yeah. hockey's not in session right now, but there's a Florida Aquarium, which is pretty, pretty cool. And it's huge, honestly. It's bigger than people think, right. uh, the Florida Aquarium. So you can go there. Uh, you you can go to Seminole Heights. There's a bunch of really cool looking eateries in Seminole Heights, right. which is a little bit above uh, north of of Ebor City. You got it all, Virtue and, and wife. Right. You guys are going to have a great time. Yeah, and uh, I would. I'm not sure what their hours are. I think they're relatively strict on how how long and how many days they're open. But the recently unveiled Tampa baseball museum in the, I think it's the Ebor area, downtown Tampa area, just Google Tampa baseball museum. And that's a cool spot. And I guess if you're trying to come down for a playoff series, you might not have the opportunity to do this, but if you really want to soak in some more baseball, then you could check out one of the many minor league baseball teams within the Tampa Bay area, whether it's the Tampa Tarpons or the Clearwater Threshers or the Dunedin Blue Jays, the Lakeland wait, Tigers. Yeah. Wait, if they're coming for October, then hockey would be in session. Yeah. Hockey. So you could theoretically you, go to a hockey game. Yeah. You could go to a hockey game. You go to a Bucks yeah. game too, if you wanted to. You could go to the Bucks game. Yeah. The, the 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 game people like, uh, unfortunately, is going to be in session, and you can go see that. But you're going to burn yourselves because there's no roof, and it's Tampa. Right. So games are at 1 p.m. Be ready to be looking like a tomato by 2.30. Yeah. And if you, I mean, depending on how big of a football fan you are, you could go watch a USF game. I don't know why anybody would want to watch a USF football game at this juncture, but you certainly have that option. So, yeah, October area 
things really open up. You'll really have your <gasps> pick one more as far as sporting. One goes, more. So. You can really go Tampa and go to Hallow Scream at Bush Gardens. If you're a, into like haunted houses, you go to Bush Gardens at, around like 7, 8 p.m., buy your ticket. And it's like haunted houses with roller coaster experience. Yeah. Like it's pretty cool. I've never been. I'm not big into the people jumping out and trying to scare me angle, but uh, that is a very popular spot. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, inside joke here, but if you're really adventurous, uh, you could do some skydiving in Zephyr Hills, although there's the occasional accident. Uh, all right. So, great question. And, you know, maybe that piqued the interest of, you know, people that, live in the surrounding Tampa Bay area, but don't have really a chance or, or think about what to explore. They just focus on their, their family and baseball, but there's a lot more out there for sure. And things to do. Uh, okay. This next question, final question we'll get to on this episode from Travis Vanterpool, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ulysses, I think this is the first time he's reached out to us. I don't recall a, question uh or an email from this individual before so we always love the first timers absolutely and uh his comment concerns jonathan aranda he says am i missing something here why isn't aranda up yet to stay he rakes and his short time in the bigs he played and hit well what's the deal deep dive into why he isn't up he's needed First time, long time, Travis. Uh, good to have you in the program. Let's see, man. One word, defense. Yeah. One word, defense. Um, I tried getting some statistical and like analytics, defensive prowess measurements for him in minor leagues. They're few and far between. Um, overall, He's not a gold glover at either the uh, at either position that he has played this year, which are left field. He has played some left field. I believe it was 58 innings. He's also played first base and second base. Uh, I believe both of them at over 200 innings. And of course, he's DH'd. Uh, you are right, Travis. He has done nothing but raked. In AAA and in his very short sample size in Major League Baseball. Right. This guy can hit. This guy can hit. But right now, I think the Rays are just not trusting the glove work. Yeah. And so they would rather not have him put the, the team in, a, in an uncomfortable situation where either he has to be matchup specific or only DHing a couple right. of days a week because you also have to DH other guys like David Peralta and Harold Ramirez and G Choi that might need some time off the turf because of their knees. So you don't want to add another guy like that. I, that's what I think they yeah. they're thinking. I think there's several reasons. Absolutely, the defense and the scouts say he is a 30 grade fielder, which is awful, and they say he's got poor hands. And feet, but again, Aranda's not getting utilized or promoted for his defense. It's what he can do with the stick from the left side. But and we've talked about this before. I think the Rays want to try to limit the amount of rookies that they call up this year and get extended action too. And when they call up those rookies, that they're 
confident about and have confidence that they have a future with the team and in the bigs, they want them to get rep after rep after rep. And that may right. not be the spot for Aranda just yet while Yu Chang is still on the roster, while G-Man Choi is still on the roster. I think there's going to be a time where Jonathan Aranda is going to see a lot of action, either with the Rays or elsewhere. But I would imagine if the Rays opt to uh, not bring back Choi, we can have that conversation later. Opt to not bring back Chang, we can have that conversation later. That should open up a spot for Jonathan Aranda. And the other thing, too, in addition to the fielding, he doesn't run well. In fact, he's got he's a 20-grade runner, according to the scouts. And the Rays, by golly, they have had their share of base running issues. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that Jonathan Aranda is a bad base runner. He's just slow and not fleet of foot. And this is the, 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 I guess, dimension of this team is trying to be more athletic if you can. So I guess that might be something. And then devil's uh, advocate. Yeah. Okay. Last, last, the other thing too, is just maybe they believe that he's a quad player that he, that he's the next, that they, they're not going to give him a fair shot or a fair shake, just like they didn't do that for Jake Cronenwood, just like they didn't do that for Kian Wong, just like they didn't do that for Kevin Padlow, just like they didn't do that for Esteban Kuros. I don't know. I, I think devil's advocate on the, on the running aspect of things. Who's a lefty who doesn't run well, who plays first base in DHs? Yeah. G-Man Choi. I'm, but again, he's a veteran. Yeah. And he sure can stick so it the whole club, clubhouse thing, but like, I, I, but it, like, I, say you're you you can be one thing. It has to be a multitude yeah. of factors. So yes, I think the defense is one of them. I think maybe they're not running so so hot is another one. But I, who would you rather understand- have for the playoffs, Yu Chang or Jonathan Aranda? I mean, I, I've loved what I've seen from Yu Chang so far. Like, really, I I okay. I. I that's that's great. It would be really rough. You cannot put a rookie with the brightest of lights and say, hey, do you know what you've been doing in AAA? I want you to do that exact same thing when there are cameras all around you that you've never had before. Like yeah. that is a really difficult position to, to put a rookie in. So I understand not in that position. I would go with Yu Chang. It's not like Yu Chang is a seasoned veteran anyway, but right. he has shown at least in extended time with the race this year that, that he can handle his own, at least for, for this time period. But all I'm saying is mm, I think the race missed the boat on when to call Jonathan Aranda. The, mm. the, the, the boat was June, July when the team needed help offensively and they didn't do that. Right. And they didn't do it because they wanted to give Vidal and Taylor walls and, and Josh Lowe uh, just extended look Grayley extended looks. Was that the right decision? Was that the wrong decision? We can get into all that. But that was the prime spot where Jonathan Aranda. Right now, like I said earlier, the Rays are not having a tough time creating runs so far. So far, since August 4th, against the, the, they have scored the most runs in the American League. Mm-hmm. So when you say, oh, well, we need more offense, it's like the offense is doing fine so far lately. So maybe that's where their head is at. Yeah. If this offense can keep it going for September, why are we going to introduce a negative defensively that could ultimately make our pitchers right. look worse and then have our offense have to pick up those mistakes by scoring even more runs? 
Yeah. And not to get into a whole thing here, but of course the Rays did call up Vidal Brujan instead of Jonathan Aranda with the injury of Brandon Lau. So, and Vidal Brujan has been turning it up in AAA as of late, but maybe it's because they want that athleticism factor and the defense factor and the speed factor. And maybe if this was a case where, okay, where they've got professional top-notch hitters back in the lineup, Harold Ramirez, Manny Margot, some others. If one or more of those guys were out for the count, going to miss another month, then maybe that would have been the opportunity where, okay, we just can't, we can't hold this guy back any longer. But now you also want to have a balance too. You don't, yeah, it's, it's great to have bunch of gap to gap hitters that don't have any speed, but you also need those speed demons too. So it's, it's finding that right, right dimension there. So I think Jonathan Aranda, he'll eventually have his opportunity. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I, I really don't, even when rosters expand, I don't know if that's going to be. And again, I don't, that's why I don't think, I don't think that he's a key Ross. I don't think he's a, a Wong or I don't think he's a, um, a Padlow. He could be a Cronenworth. And what I mean by that, people, is that they do believe in Aranda to a certain extent. Right. But they don't want to show off his flaws in MLB so that he keeps that value yeah. as high as they can to flip him. Because why they put him in the 40. Like that that yeah. means a lot. That means a lot. They put him in the 40 and, and they and they didn't trade him. So I think either it's because he's a plan for 2023. May it be because, like you said, G-Man Choi leaves and then Jonathan Aranda, hey, here you go. He, he's yeah. first base and maybe a, a, an outfielder's glove when you can or second base when when Bilal is a little bit hurt. Right. Maybe that could be the, the thing. But I, I I think he's more of a Cronenworth, either a trade piece in, in the offseason for a good uh, return. Right. Tied to something else. Or he gets his call up in 2023, either opening day yeah. roster or early. And that's a gamble you have to take. Sometimes you think that, okay, yeah, we don't want to expose this guy's flaws. Let's keep the shine on him. Uh, and another team gets, uh, gets the Cronenworth. Maybe the team instead gets, I mean, look at the, look at what, what we think of Vidal Bruhan and Josh Lowe right now compared to 365 days ago. I was it's almost night and day. It's almost night and day. We were putting uh, trades uh, together with Vidal Bruhan that would have netted you, you know, I think Austin Holloway did one that netted us like green Eugenio Suarez. Yeah. Maybe, was it Jonathan India with Willie Adamas and Vidal Bruhan like on BTV. Right. Like that's, I mean, the, the value on Bruhan on that website has gone down by 35. Right. It used to be 41. Now it's at 7.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I, I mean, you really don't know sometimes, Hey, do we have Jared Kellenick or do we have Julio Rodriguez? Like what's prospect it going to be? Hugging, prospect hugging people. Prospect yeah. Hugging. So yeah. Uh, that's going to be an interesting dynamic and development to see going forward. What are the Rays intentions with Jonathan Aranda. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you on Friday.